0: Recording live from the Hoban Law Group here in Denver, Colorado, I'm your host, Eric Singular. We're sitting alongside president and founder of the Hoban Law Group, Bob Hoban. Today we are discussing the impact of coronavirus on the Mexican cannabis industry, and we are joined by Hoban Law Group international attorney Luis Armanderas. Luis, thank you for joining us today.
1: Uh, hi, Rick. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the invitation. Happy to be here.
0: Luis, tell us a little bit about how your day to day has been affected by coronavirus and what you are seeing in Chihuahua.
1: Um, well, uh, it's. Uh, I, I think the the effect has been uh, maybe delayed uh, or felt with a with a. Uh, for for a few days, like after we see things happening or measures uh, taken in other parts of the world, uh, I think that you know our, our government, uh, especially federal government, uh, you know, could have could have could be doing a better job of just uh, getting a sense of urgency as to what is happening. So uh, most of I, I guess that caused a reaction from. Uh, business chambers and companies and just like the entities to uh, get or, or adopt that sense of urgency and and uh, disseminate all the, the the measures and the materials and just be the, the, the urgency that people should have or should be um, having uh, uh, right now. So uh, we are seeing just the, the decision making, uh, you know, uh, gradually uh, being on, uh, put on hold uh, in terms of just business decisions about timeframes uh, for delivery, where you know deals for you know supply chains are uh, you know that, that are integrated into uh, global or international supply chains. Uh, the review of uh, the force majeure clauses. Uh, and just obviously, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the decisions that have to deal with uh, financial commitment. So uh, we are starting to see a slowdown on, on, on that front. Obviously, uh, ho- hospitality service industries are being hit uh, right now, and, and it, I think it's going to get worse. So things are slowing down. It's a, it's a strange vibe. Uh, uh, generally, uh, a lot of companies, firms, uh, services providers are announcing their uh, measures uh, for, you know, home office, remote work, uh, and uh, for those businesses that have, you know, that depend on the actual attendance or, or presence of customers or client base, uh, uh, just uh, trying to survive. Uh, so on one hand, that's what we see out in the street uh, here in you know in, in, in our office, and on the other hand, uh, we're kind of uh, expecting to see uh, what reactions, what measures are going to be taken by the government because we're we're seeing uh, we just you know we just got the the, 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 the stimulus packages from from uh, the U.S. government, from Canada, other places, so. Hopefully, uh, we're going to get something here, some help for, especially for small business owners.
2: Well, certainly, this has disrupted so many things and and uh, just impacted normal life uh, that it it's uh, it's it's both interesting and and you know uh, to see how things evolve, but also understanding that everybody uh, will get through this. Uh, you just have to be smart and thoughtful. To your point a moment ago, but. Let's turn for a moment to perhaps a lighter topic, given everything else that's going on in the world. And that really is how, how people can perceive this impact on the cannabis div- industry or the development thereof in Mexico. Meaning, we were back together several weeks ago in Mexico City, uh, working with, with some friends on the ground, and we talked about, um, we met with the Mexican uh, senators and we discussed policy issues and we worked with some strong groups that were uh, that were advancing legislative policy there. Um, and at that point in time, correct me if I'm wrong, but things were moving forward somewhat swiftly, or at least there was yeah. a, an end in sight. Is that right?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, we had um, so it was uh, uh, the, the last day, the last week of February uh, when when we went. And we, not only did we have that very um, uh, fruitful and successful uh, conference that you gave, Bob, to uh, uh, a good number of high-quality industry participants, uh, but then on that same day, uh, the Senate committees resumed the review of the bill, of the cannabis bill, that had been post- post- uh, postponed since uh, last October. So we were, that talk was on that same day after that uh, conference, we went straight to the Senate, uh, spoke to uh, one of the senators that are um, on the, uh, on the that, that heads the tax uh, committee, and we spoke about uh, just the, mod, the taxation models on the industry uh, in other parts of the world so that we could, you know, start preparing for that review. Uh, and uh, we had a chance to speak with several senators. So that, that day, the, the morning after, those committees got together and approved uh, in general terms the, the bill uh, that will eventually be submitted to general vote on the Senate. So uh, those were interesting days. Uh, this bill was approved, in, in, like I said, in general terms, and some of the senators that approved it that voted in favor, they voted with uh, some reservations, which is basically, you know, small comments that they would still like to review and change. So that's uh, nothing substantial, but uh, uh, there are supposed to be minor changes. We're waiting for those reservations to come out but the fact is that the bill is ready for general vote.
2: So so, so let, me, let me ask you this then. Wasn't there a, yeah. a Supreme Court mandate to get this done effectively by the legislature, by the Senate, to drive this thing before the end of April? Is that the case?
1: Yes, that's correct. Uh, we had this deadline by, set by the Supreme Court uh, through some uh, resolutions. And uh, these, these resolutions, uh, when they accumulate five resolutions uh, on the same grounds, uh, uh, substantially resolving and, and acknowledging the same you know, legal uh, reasoning, it becomes a jurisprudence, uh, which in Mexico means that all uh, courts and judges have to acknowledge it and follow the same criteria and reasoning. So it's like a mandatory legal precedent. But also a legal effect for that was that since they were declaring uh, some provisions uh, that prohibit uh, the, the recreational use unconstitutional, uh, uh, they are ordering the legislative power, meaning the two chambers, lower house and senators, to approve this, this law to legalize. So we had the deadline initially on the last day of October. Uh, our, an extension was requested, and they agreed. The Supreme Court agreed, so that deadline is April 30th. So we seem to be moving in that direction within that time frame. But with this uh, situation, we are seeing uh, actually the Supreme Court just issued yesterday uh, just a, you know a, an announcement saying that they're going to suspend activities except for you know, some, uh, you know, uh, one or two urgent type of matters. So, so that uh, would so technically
2: delay the implementation of the law uh, to, till things settle down, uh, perhaps, uh, yeah. given well, some the, the timing flexibility. going to
1: slow it down because, uh, well, this is something on, on the judicial uh, power uh, front. On the legislative power, we haven't seen any such communication, but we already know and we are already seeing that uh, uh, both houses are working uh, you know, at, at not not at full capacity, so I don't know if, if they will uh, issue uh, a similar announcement because they, they seem to be still holding their sessions and and uh, and meetings. But I think it is possible, and I wouldn't be surprised that they extend this this deadline or this term, which would uh, and the legislative period on April 30th, maybe, I don't know, uh, the last day of May, just for the, like the general agenda that they have as priorities. And, uh, you know, can, the cannabis bill is one of those priorities. Uh, so uh, uh, I think, but still, I think that uh, we may see in the next few days a uh, communication saying, you know, we're going to take one month, one more month uh, so that we can uh, slow down, take precautions, and uh, so, so it so it gets
2: delayed a little bit. It, it it gets delayed a little bit, and and ultimately there's a there's an opportunity to move it forward or to continue moving forward and and see how other things play out. Uh, and some of the features of that law, as I understand it, involving some foreign investment caps. Uh, there's a recreational component, if you will, adult use uh, distribution component. There's a hemp uh, and or hemp derivative, a CBD component, uh, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, to it. Uh, it allows for export. It allows for domestic distribution. Uh, is that that pretty much the high points of what what this this pretty sweeping piece of legislation would do?
1: Yes. Uh It's uh, in a very, you know, in a nutshell, uh, yes, recreational, industrial, medical, uh, scientific uses, uh, hemp uh, and uh, and and cannabis or marijuana. uh, The distinction being for now at one percent THC. uh, A new government agency being created to issue the licenses, which are going to be the five types: uh, sales import-export, research, processing, and cultivation. So the whole uh, vertical uh, is going to be opened. Uh, Edibles, beverages, uh, cosmetics are going to be allowed if they don't exceed that 1% THC. Uh, Vertical integration is not allowed except for uh, local or farming communities that were affected by prohibition. Um, And uh, the there is a, a foreign investment uh, cap of uh, 49% uh, for those companies that hold licenses. So, uh, do you th- do you in think a very this, general nutshell, sure that's how, you, how it looks like.
2: Do you think this virus impacts the, the, the government's thinking on that, or will, on the foreign investment cap?
1: Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, one, because uh, i I think that you know one of the pillars of, of this or, or the justifications from the government uh, for for legalizing cannabis is uh, the social justice so reparation of harm to those people affected by community so one of the main criticisms of this of this uh, bill is that in a lot of ways it really doesn't protect those Party's interest, so I think it would have a political cost, uh, a high political cost, if they increase that percentage. And on the other hand, if if we see it from uh, an economic incentive uh, perspective, uh, you know, uh, try to uh, help the economy, incentivize foreign investment. Uh, I haven't seen a pattern of of actions and decisions by the government. Uh, that favors that, those, those uh, goals. Um, you know, a lot of people say that it's going the opposite way, so I, I don't think that it would be in their vision to uh, use this as a, uh, an incentive, to uh, economic incentive for the Mexican economy.
0: Sure. Luis, with global supply chains in question, uh, I'm thinking specifically about China to America. What opportunities do you think this presents for Mexico going forward, especially with the import and export uh, provisions that are there in that legislation?
1: Um, well, you know, maybe this is something that Bob <laughs> has, has a, a, a deeper thoughts and, and more information, but I see it in, in a very general term, uh, I, I see two ways. One is uh, the, the you know if we're going to contemplate the import and export license uh, for all types of products, then we, we as a country uh, are you know, one thir- 130 million uh, people market uh, with different percentages of, of uses for the different types of uh, products. Uh, but the domestic market is, is really strong. I think it's going to be really attractive for those products that in the short term, we have to import, like you know, CBD products uh, or the oils or the extracts because it'll take some time uh, for the local uh, production uh, economy to develop and grow. So on that front, I think it's uh, it's uh, like a, 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 a strength or or something attractive uh, in the international scene. And then uh, maybe in the medium or longer term, just uh, the you know the the. The geography and the, and the and the radiation, the sunlight and the water and just everything that makes Mexico such a mm-hmm. uh, uh, an attractive and and, and, and uh, you know potential uh, potentially uh, uh, superpower for the production for
2: cultivation. Well, of I, I the think plant. and I think it's going to happen sooner than than you think. And and I read an article this morning thinking about how cannabis is on Mexico's front door right now in terms of the next. Uh, next big uh, opportunity, as you described. Um, but what I read this morning was that a lot of the cannabis packaging from around the world is derived from Chinese manufacturers. Um, and uh, ultimately, that because of this virus, that this sort of brings it back to looking at Mexico, and they also mentioned India in this particular article about sources to go and get some packaging. Uh, so what do you think about that happening sooner than later, and do you think that that would have a relation to or a kickstart with uh, getting into the, uh, uh, the the larger cannabis marketplace?
1: Yes, I think so, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, it, the, the, the plant and, the, and, and a lot of, uh, you know, the land is there, is, is ready. Obviously, the uh, plant is being cultivated, so... This, this adjustment or transitory period after the law is enacted, uh, th- th- there are some measures, some provisions for current uh, uh, seeds, the current cultivation projects to register the seeds, uh, so that you know we can eventually transition into a a listed uh, a seed market, uh, which is part of the of the. Uh, one of the aspects that is generating some, some, uh, resistance from, from certain, uh, advocates. Uh, but yes, I mean, it, it, as lo- as soon as we can, uh, go through that, uh, registration process, put things in order the way the law intends it to be, uh, you know, the, the, the land is going to be there. And, uh, a lot of like international, uh, trade, uh, are going to fall in their place for Mexico to be looked at uh, you mentioned the other day Bob that uh, you know China is going to be closed for 18 months maybe more time, and and the geographic you know brings us back to the geographic position that Mexico has in North America uh, and then the connection to you know south of the continent so yeah I think that's going to happen
0: well and Luis there were a number of conferences scheduled uh, for Mexico in Mexico Um one example would be green tech. Uh, these mm-hmm. have all been canceled. How do you think that will affect the the industry down uh, down south, especially as so many people were preparing to kind of meet with investors or meet with other business owners to spur spur growth? How do you think uh, this will shake out? Uh, I think it's going to uh,
1: at least in my maybe, you know, limited uh, experience or or, or, or uh, contact that I've had with the agro-industrial groups that are interested in this in this project. Uh, I think that this is going to give them maybe more time to explore how the business works. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people uh, interested on, on that front of the business to uh, going to the U.S., visiting a cultivation project, uh, just seeing how uh, you know the, the resources that are needed to to put it together uh, a lot of the people or most of the people that I talk to uh, uh, seems to have still a lot to learn and and, and, and uh, understand about the specifics of the industry they may they have their strengths as agro-industrial groups but uh, the more technical part I think this is going to give them more time to understand and and see how the uh, they can implement their business. Uh, you know, it's kind of uncertain how, how much time this adjustment or this pause uh, or, or delay will take, but uh, I think it can be a good thing. I, I think it's uh, uh, because, you know, the conversation is going to continue, so uh, hopefully they can use this time to... Uh, to, uh, to get more informed and to make better contact to develop their networks and and just get better resources not go with trends that are maybe here now but uh, or information but that uh, it maybe has been for a while or has been updated in other in other places
0: absolutely we certainly see the importance in finding the silver lining in uh, in all of this this coronavirus yeah. pandemic right now uh, we Greatly appreciate you coming on and shedding some light on the situation down in Mexico and kind of what we can look forward to in the weeks and months to come as as we we weather the storm, as they say.
2: Luis, much appreciated. Uh, Your perspective is always valued, and let's keep the uh, conversation going, and uh, we'll stay in touch on this stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, lots of uh, opportunity. Uh, We just got to get through what's in front of us first.
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you guys for the invitation. I'm, I'm here anytime you want to continue to talk.
2: Thank you
0: for tuning in to this episode of the Hoban Minutes special series on coronavirus and cannabis. You can head on over to hoban.law for more information on this podcast or the Hoban Law Group. If you have any ideas for subjects that we should be covering or any questions you want to pose to to Bob or myself, shoot us an email at media at hoban.law. Stay tuned for the next episode on this special series, Coronavirus and Cannabis.